food insecurity is at an all-time high. And food support services are doing all they can to help out this Christmas season. However, some people fall through the cracks, and grassroots groups are there to help in those situations. Peg City Kindness Crew, a group of volunteers and compassionate individuals, is seeing firsthand the struggles Winnipeggers are facing. In their first 27 hours of accepting applicants, they had 700 food hamper requests, and they're not in the business of letting people down. My name is Jay Malowski. I'm one of the co-founders of Peg City Kindness Crew, where uh, we've got a board. We're incorporated now since last time Ooh, we talked. Right? I'm very like shiny. <laughs> one of my friends actually come on board as a director and be like, this is what you need to do to be an actual working board and to be organized and to be incorporated. They helped us out a lot with that. Um, and so now we have a board of six. Thanks. God, because we don't know what we're doing with <laughs> 700 people who need food for the holidays. But we're, it's, it's literally it. the, the outpouring of love has been nonstop and remarkable. But um, the need is more than I've ever seen it in my life. It is so mind boggling the challenges that people are currently facing. Talking with other organizations like they're expecting record numbers again and yeah. just reading news online there are so many new organizations that are just trying to help people through this season you're mentioning like 700 people and it was like just on your like the first 27 hours or something like that that yeah. you got all that response so we decided to do hampers a little bit differently this year for the holidays um where we were going to be more organized and more prepared and we were like we've got this come on um and so we were like we're opening applications from this date to this date um and within the first 27 hours we had 700 applications for families who wanted uh, holiday hampers from us and the thing about like peg city kindness crew is that we're not funded we're not like we are volunteer fully volunteer driven fully volunteer like people donations, that sort of thing. It's super grassroots still. As much as we're like, hey, we're incorporated, we're still as grassroots as we were probably day two. Let's yeah. be honest. When we got 700 applications through our Google form, we were like, how are we going to do this? We don't have the like people power or the amount of food or the amount of funds. And we've been saving all year for this. Yeah. So we were like, what are we... We're at like five, maybe coming up up on 6000 right now. And we need $24,000 to cover all of these hampers. It was like full-fledged panic from all of us. And like a lot of emotion. There's been so much emotion for us this year. And we're always emotional people. Like, don't get me wrong. We cry at everything. Well, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. It's important to feel emotion, to feel passionate and compassion about yeah. situations like this. But at the same time, yes, it can be incredibly overwhelming, especially when you're knowing that these people need help. Yeah, like it's not like people are coming to us because they're like, hey, I just want food. It, it's Food insecurity is at an all-time high across the country. We've had a 330% increase in just this one initiative that we do. Deanna and I sat down and we're like, what are we, how are we, we're not in the spirit of letting people down. That's not who we are. Um, that's never been who we are. That's never been what we're about. 
we always find a way to make it work. And there's always like a last minute miracle for us, but we're just, we're terrified that letting down a huge number of people is not what we're known for. And it's not what we believe in. So we're like, we're going all in with everything that we have. We've got 40 volunteer drivers this year, which is more than we've ever had. We've got another like 40 volunteer packers because the canine advocates have given us a space to operate out of as opposed to our living rooms and our driveways lined with turkeys or chickens, right? Like it's a huge come up for us. And we're so proud of the work that we've put in. But like, we're also terrified that we might not be able to meet the need that we're expecting to. Well, it is good to hear that there are people coming together. And as you're mentioning, like food insecurity is at an all-time high. And there's so many factors that have led into it. Inflation, you know, we're still feeling the hurt from COVID. Grocery chains and everything are reporting record profits. Like there's no kind of challenging of these yeah no breaks on there the ukraine war so many ukrainian immigrants and refugees in one article i was reading it's like one in one in three of people who are looking for hampers this year at least through the um harvest manitoba are all ukrainians which is just showing like there are so many people in need and it's great that we brought people in to help them during those hard times you know, now our governments and institutions really need to be thinking ahead and helping these people, like helping Canadians, 100%. helping new Canadians. And hopefully with the new NDP government, we start to see changes over the coming years. But, you know, that's a long time thing. Like that's things in progress and we need help now. Yeah. So... Like, not that we have statistics or have ever pushed for statistics to figure it out, which we should because it would help. But I think that I would safely say that 60 to 70 percent of our applicants are Indigenous folks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Indigenous, right? Like, I'm Indigenous. I'm Two-Spirit. Like, this is this is like my relatives, yeah. right? So it's, it's even more like I, w- I want to do and I want to help and I want to live up to the expectation that we've got now. Even our board has been so hit by, like, COVID and everything that's happening around us. Um, two of our board right now are on EI, are not working. One of them being myself, right? So, like, we're we're doing everything we can to give back. But, like, we ourselves are, like, we can't throw money at this to fix the problem. What we find is that people who need help help other people. And so we're, like, yeah, like, most of our volunteers are people who have applied, are people who have helped, gotten help from us in previous years, are people who have followed us and watched us grow and build and just like believe in what we do and believe in like the passion that like all of our board and like Deanna and I started with. So it, it's it's really organic. Um, and that's one of the things that I've always loved about the way that we've grown and the way that we've like built a following, I wanna say. But like, it, it's always been so organic. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's just always been so organic. And so like, I can put faces to names. I can like, it's it's always been very, I, I know this person. I might not know them right away to their face, but I know that they've done this for us or this or this or this, right? Or Deanna knows, right? Between the six of us on the board, we can pretty much connect with the majority of the people that we interact with. 
regularly. For individuals who've gone through challenges, and I mean, almost everyone is really feeling the burn uh, in these past couple of years, you know how challenging it can be. So you want to help out others because otherwise people get left behind. Like there's so many stories of people who are like seeing like, well, how am I going to eat this year? How am I going to feed my family? And you know, it, it breaks my heart hearing those things, but there's only so much you can do as an individual, right? When you're well, also struggling yourself. Yeah, it's, it's not like there's a mass amount of, of food sitting in people's cupboards just collecting dust anymore. It's like it's, it's people who are giving to their neighbors who are helping. Like I've heard so many really, truly beautiful stories of people giving things even just this year alone, like even in the last, I'd say, like three weeks. Of people being like, oh, I did this to help out or for kindness. Oh, I did this to be kind. Oh, I did this. And I'm just like, that's beautiful. That's exactly what we need. This is exactly what like people need to do. And they're like, but you're doing so much more. I'm like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter like what capacity I have versus your capacity. It's the fact that there's still kindness being spread. There's still compassion and empathy and there's still care. And that's what it really comes down to. And that's what we need from people is is people to be engaged and to care about anyone that they're really coming across. I guess that's really the hope right now that people start to really notice what's happening in our communities, in society, and want to make a difference to get involved, to become part of their community. One of the biggest issues within Western like culture and Western society is the individualism that's there that it's always like well i mean it's much more prevalent in the united states than it's here in canada but i do Mm -hmm. hear the same things of like oh just pull yourself up by your bootstraps like you just have to work harder don't be lazy get a third job stuff like that it's like well that's exactly it yeah sometimes you can't do those things especially for individuals who are like if they're new to the country they don't have the requirements because you know it's so hard you need like 10 years of experience for an entry-level job now yeah it's it's wild it's it's I think that's what's like so um put it into such a perspective for me is that like here I am um like I spent 13 years in the travel industry COVID hit I lost my job um we've talked about that before um and then I started getting into like working with people and meeting them where they're at and like getting into like not-for-profits and that's kind of where I started taking off with this, right? With Peg City Kindness Group. But now here I am again, and I'm just like, oh, I got laid off. Okay, we're starting again. And like, there's that immediate sense of like, oh, I let somebody down, or oh, I'm letting somebody down. But then you have to stop and think and be like, no, there's how many other people around me that are in the same situation that have worked just as hard as I have. That like, we've all worked so hard. There's a point in my life I was working four jobs at one time. Right. So like, I'm just like, that doesn't matter. This has nothing to do with me as a person. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's what people really need to like keep in their minds. Is it like, it's not you. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of systemic challenges and policy that needs to change. And I think more people are feeling it. Like people are seeing the struggles that we're having here in Canada. And I mean, this isn't necessarily just a Canada issue when we're looking around the world like the the uk after brexit like their economy is devastated 
right now. Um, people are more frustrated than ever when we're looking down in the United States or South America. People are feeling the burn, and sometimes bad outcomes happen out of that because people are desperate, which is why we need to work together to be united. You're like, you've got it right, like right there, exactly what you said. It's just like, people just need to care more. They need to be more engaged. That's the best way that I can say it is that you need to be more aware of like what's happening even right beside you and across the world. Um, You need to see the suffering and the desperation that is, is coming together and you can't just turn a blind eye anymore. Oh, definitely. Like you, you really need to engage. You were mentioning you have 40 volunteer drivers this year, which is amazing seeing people help out. I mean, I don't even have a car anymore. Like, I understand how expensive it is for both gas and driving. So it's amazing to hear that people are willing to give their time and their vehicle to help out. What are some other ways people can help volunteer? Because, um, you know, it's, yeah. it's so... <sighs> What's the words? It is so challenging sometimes because sometimes when you're picturing like hampers and things, it's just like, oh, yeah, you just go to the place and pick it up. Well, that's not necessarily the case for everyone. Some people might be struggling with addictions or someone might have a mobility issue or some other barrier that prevents them from going to these places to get help. So that's exactly why we started doing it the way we did. Um, and we've always been like, we'll deliver hampers. That's that's easy for us to be like, yeah, we'll bring it to you. No problem. We've got that. We say it's easy, but now we're realizing that it's not quite as easy as we thought it was. <laughs> but like, it is what it is. So we need people to come out and we need people to help us pack hampers. Packing 700 hampers with like... 15 different kinds of food items each um, takes a lot of hands, takes a lot of people, it's a lot of love. So um, we need people to come out and do that. We've got right now about 35, 40, but we need more than that. And we're realizing it. We were like, 20 would be great. And then we're like, oh, this is much more than we needed. <laughs> like we need more people. There's not enough food. Like there's not enough food. There's not enough hands. We need all of the things. And then we need drivers. We're realizing that we need about 100 drivers honestly, wow. to be able to get 700 hampers out in the three, four days that we're doing deliveries. We need a lot of people and we need to be more organized than ever. And we're doing our best at that one, at least. <laughs> yeah, that's a big challenge with Winnipeg, right? We're such a wide city. Like we're not very densely populated in certain areas. It's kind of like spread all across the area. Exactly. And so where we've operated out of Westwood, because I think you helped us deliver last year. Yeah, I was like, I know you came out to help out. Um, and so where we operated out of Deanna's house in Westwood last year, like Canine Advocates, like I said, has given us a space in St. Kate. So it's a little bit more central, which is massive. Um, but also it's like somewhere that we can have like an operation station out of and kind of just be like, okay, we're sending people here this way, that way, this way. Um, Janelle and I have gone through like all of the addresses and all of the names and all of everything to, and so was one of our volunteers, Connie, uh, has stepped up hugely for us with this um, to try and get it all organized. But like, we also need food items to be able to make hampers. You will obviously need things to put in the hampers. So we've spoken to No Frills um, and they're working with us on this to put together like a hamper package for $40. And that's going to feed a family of like three or four people 
for about a week's worth of like pasta and things like that. And a lot of it's non-perishable because we don't want things to go bad because um, it's going to last longer because it's just yeah, you need it. Go you need it to stretch, right? <laughs> we need to stretch as much as we can at this point. Um, and so they're like, yeah, we'll do this. We'll throw this together for you and we can do it for $40 a family. Um, and that's huge. That's that's a massive amount of savings where our first year we were doing hampers for $80 and we were trying to make that work. But we still need more like canned vegetables. We still need more pasta. We still need more sauce. We still like all the things that like you would expect to find in like a staples hamper type thing is are the things we need. Speaking of those essential items, uh, another challenge are like people with very specific dietary restrictions for like someone with uh, diabetes. Well, I mean, there's health and then there's like religious restrictions and things. I think we talked one time that you moved away from like seasonal hams in order to help yeah. support Jewish families or Muslim families. And then when we're mentioning about pasta, like one of the things many people don't realize is like carbohydrates break down. That's a lot of sugar in your yep. blood. So if someone has mm -hmm. diabetes or another... Um, a condition like that, you know, they have to be very aware. And when you're looking at the multi-grain options, it's so expensive in comparison. Not to yeah, say that the, no food isn't expensive right now. No, exactly. Like a bag of pasta right now is about two bucks a bag. Um, whereas like previously it was like a buck, but like two bucks a bag. But the multi-grain is like two or three times that price. And I just, I'm just like, what, how do you, and like trying to get hampers for people to like, meet the needs and meet like their dietary requirements is is so difficult certain grocery stores and things like that won't like help us with that and like so it like it is what it is we're doing our absolute best um to meet the needs of um folks with a ton of food requirements or allergies and things like that there's only so much you can do and there's so much we can do and we're just like we're we're trying we are but we're just not able to get there yet so you were mentioning different food items. So like non-perishable foods, very specifically, um, like some canned fruits, can or I guess canned vegetables, um, oh, yeah. canned pastas. What are some other items if people want to donate and do have those extra items in their pantry or are can spend those extra dollars when they're going to the grocery store next time? What sort of things should they be looking out for if they're looking to donate? Yeah, I've got the list right here. So like canned meats, uh, like I said, baked pasta sauce, uh, canned or packaged soup, uh, like baked beans, the the stuffing, like stovetop, stuff like that, pancake mix, syrup, um, peanut butter and jam, cereal or oatmeal, granola bars, um, like cake mixes and stuff like that. Cause we're still like, it's, we're still trying to do a holiday hamper, right? We're still trying to give somebody like their, the holiday experience. Exactly. Um, so like, yeah, like they're going to want a dessert. They're going to, right? Like it's not just an essential hamper right now. Yeah. It's, it's a moment for people to live, right? To, to celebrate, to be there. Cause like you want people to have hope and have a, a, an excitement during these times exactly like that like the stories that we hear about people wanting to be able to have like a christmas dinner for their kids and things like that or a holiday dinner for their kids and and it's always like so often it's like my kids aren't getting a holiday dinner or whatever and i'm just like i want to give all of you six turkeys 
but I know it's not realistic or like all the things make it totally happen. But it's just the way that the way that inflation is happening and everything is we're trying to stretch as much as we can to be able to help more families than we ever have. Um, we're just like, it's not unless somebody comes through with like a truckload of veggies, we're chilling then. But um, like Harvest is donating 4,000 pounds of potatoes to us, which I, I'm just like floored, not Harvest. I'm sorry. Peak of the market. That's my bad. Um, they're donating 4,000 pounds of potatoes. But last year, like they did potatoes and carrots and onions. Right. So like everywhere is feeling the crunch. Everywhere is feeling the pinch. So we're like, okay. We'll do canned veggies. We'll get as many of those as we can and go as far as we can with them, right? So it's it's uh, a different experience this year, for sure. Um, it's emotional. I think it's probably I, the I believe most. it. I think uh, Deanna, Janelle, Connie, all of us have cried at least 10 times each easily, right? Like every interview we are doing, we catch up in tears. We're like, no, stop. <laughs> But like, um, it's it's an emotional probably the time. most emotional year that we've ever had. Full fledged, I'm a crier, and I know that, and I'm good with it. But like this year, I'm just like everywhere I turn, there's beautiful acts of kindness. But there's also like, I'm like, how are we gonna pull through to make this happen? Because Deanna and I, right from the get go, we're like, we're not in the business of letting people down. This is not what we do. We need to go all out, and we need to do this. Like we're committing to the 700 hampers request that we received uh, to do our best to do it anyways, right? And there's no way that we could just be like, sorry, we can't. That's not in our vocabulary. We're not good at it. So we're going to try our damnedest to make it happen um, to, to be able to help every family that we can. Well, make sure you're also taking care of yourselves, right? <laughs> uh, you know, that happens it, after it, the holidays. <laughs> it's awesome to like dedicate 100% of yourself to helping others. But you know, if you burn out, it, it's hard to help others. Yeah. So make sure you're taking that time to care for yourself during this period. We're, we're going to do our best. We're uh, all trying to like, cover off for each other to give each other like, uh, a day here, a half a day here to like step away from it. And just have a second to like regroup and be like, okay, all right, okay. But like we're we're also like stressed, right? That we're like, we're like, we need a second. The second is not helping. I'm just jumping back in. Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> you need more drivers, more people to pack hampers, and more donations when we're kind of looking ahead past the season. So I mean, your brain's probably conf- completely full with what's going on right now. So I'm going to try and challenge you to think about what's happening up ahead. But I guess what are kind of the next steps when we're looking towards the following year? You're mentioning like kind of organizing uh, a little bit better, finding new options, that sort of thing. What are yeah. What's up for Peg City Kindness Crew come 2024? Because, unfortunately, this might be a reality for a long time. Now that our eyes have been so opened, I guess. And, like, we're aware of scenarios around us and situations around us and things like that. We're not blind. But, like, now that it's been so, like, brought to the forefront of our mind, um, we're, I think, honestly, we're going to have to scale and grow and, like, just start planning much further in advance than we ever have. We need sponsors. We need, like 
companies to step up in big ways for us and to be like, hey, we're all in for this season um, or we're all in for the year and that sort of thing. So we need to start doing that. Um, we really need to start getting on grant applications because we've done a few, um, but like we haven't really focused on that. And that's going to be a huge opportunity for us going forward. But I really want to start looking at more of a opening and harm reduction. And that's always been such a big thing for me, at, like as we know. But like, I really want to start like branching out in terms of the harm reduction that we do throughout the year, whether that's supplying like safe supplies for folks who are um, using drugs, for folks who are consuming things like that, right? Like I, I want more of that involved in what we do. Um, obviously we all have Narcan and carry it with us all the time and we have a supply of it. So if like anybody's ever like, we need Narcan, you can always reach out to us. I want more than that. I want to see more than that for PC Casey. Um, and that's really my area that I've spent the most time with on the board when it comes down to, right? Cause I'm a recovering addict. It's something that like, I'm the one that needs to take the reins on and go with because everybody else is like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm like, it's fine. I got it. It's cool. That you have um, the, the, the experience and yeah. both lived and like knowledge from like learning more. Exactly. Um, so I want that to be an avenue that we push forward in. Um, I want to do emergency hampers year round, not quite obviously to the extent that harvest is a thing. Because uh, we're not we're not there. Not there yet. You got to <laughs> like baby steps, right? Baby steps. Exactly. But I want to be able to provide at least like a minimum 10 to 20 a month, right? Because right now we're doing probably five, five a month max. Then we have other projects and stuff like that. We've got our Fresh Start program for folks who are coming in, uh, who, for new Canadians who are coming in and have to start with like literally nothing in the houses or apartments that they're going into. Um, and then we're providing like donated beds and donated furniture and things like that. Um, but we need to start developing that more and, and just really get more organized and, and have more people because it's, it's hard to do when it's even just the three of you or four of you, right. Or even six of us here and there, right. It's, it's impossible for us to get to everything. Deanna doesn't drive. I don't have a car anymore. Right. Like we're limited in a lot of ways more than we have been previously, but we're trying to find a way. But we're trying to also grow and figure out ways that we can be more beneficial in the kindness that we spread. I, I really appreciate the work that all of you do for the Winnipeg community. And I'm really Looking forward to seeing what comes of your efforts in harm reduction. Because, you know, when we're looking across the city, you see a lot of stories of people saying, oh, it's dangerous. It's so dangerous now, like um, shoplifting up like 30, 40 percent in certain areas. And I know some people say, oh, it's scary, like everything. But, you know, if you're aware, you know that, hey, when those numbers are going up, that means like people are struggling, like addictions are up. Um houselessness and homelessness is up and it's it's a reflection of the failings within our society so 100%. i really appreciate that you're kind of looking to try and tackle that as best 
you can. Yeah, I like we we realize that like a lot of what we do is a band aid solution, whether it comes down to like government and speaking to the folks that that have the power to make real changes and things like that. Like we're willing to go in and and do what we can where wherever that is and and wherever we have that opportunity. We're often sending letters to like MPs and things like that. I'm I'm constantly sending emails and letters and being like this is what we're doing but you guys need to fix things (laughs) because we can't fix things we can band-aid for now where can people go if they want to volunteer their time or give donations whether that's food items or monetary yeah so we've got our facebook page uh peg city kindness crew um everything is there um people can reach out to me specifically uh they can call me on my phone um they can email us We've got our email is pegcitykindnesscrew at gmail.com. That's where people can send e-transfers as well. Um, we're pretty, we've got, oh, we've got an Instagram as well. Sorry, I'm really bad at remembering about our Instagram. No worries. Uh, which is also pegcitykindnesscrew. We're trying to be as available and as um, in touch with everything, but um, not all of us are the most social media savvy. So we're doing our best. <laughs> Have any stories you'd like us to share or communities we should highlight? Leave a comment on our social media or reach out to us on our website. I'm Ryan Funk. This was You Talk. And have yourself a good one.